Just like, uh, like, you, like you devastate a city or you cream, or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like, like you put all the off offensive players in one bag and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football! Let's play some football! The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourselves on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Screaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. To Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joe Gaither, Mason Woods, and Nathan Reed hanging out with you guys. Jacob Harrison not feeling too, too, too well. Still recovering, doing, doing better, still recovering. But we are going to be with you for the next hour and change. Talking Alabama sports, Alabama football, Alabama baseball, and much, much more. Right here on Tide 100.9. Let me tell you about Alabama Vintage real quick in the green in the green awning on University Boulevard. Charlie and the gang's got all your Alabama gear that you could want: hats, t-shirts, jackets, all kinds of gear at Alabama Vintage. And we thank them for sponsoring the program. The Alabama Vintage Hotline is open for business at 205-342-9904. We're going to be talking to our friend Joey Blackwell. Joey Blackwell's got his rain boots on. He's got his umbrella. He is. 
up there at Hoover. Well, he's probably not at Hoover, to, uh, not at Hoover today because Alabama baseball was victorious yesterday against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Congratulations. Alabama baseball uh, now has won two games in two days and keeps the uh, ke- keeps the momentum rolling. If you missed any of that game, actually, SEC Network is replaying the Alabama-Arkansas game because they haven't started play today. At number t- uh, Texas A&M and Florida were supposed to start at 9.30, and obviously uh, it is not 9.30, and they still haven't started. Uh, their start time is to be determined, and why is that important? to Alabama. Well, Alabama's next game is supposed to be against the winner of this Texas A&M and Florida game uh, that it was supposed to start uh, to an hour and a half ago. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with the SEC baseball schedule. We'll get into that with Joey Blackwell. He'll be able to tell us what his favorite thing to do during a rain delay is. Mason, what's your favorite thing to do during a rain delay? I know you're a big Atlanta Braves fan. Nathan Reed, a huge, a huge fan as well of baseball. What do you like to do during a rain delay. Let's make that a make that an ancillary topic for today's off the edge <laughs> off the edge topic. Uh, you can call in at 205-342-9904. But where I want to start before we get to Joey Blackwell, he's going to join us about 11:15-11:20. Before we get to Joey Blackwell, <laughs> I want to uh, talk to uh, talk about Lane Kiffin. Lane Train. We all know he likes to stir the pot. He likes to be, be a little meddler, likes to mess around and kind of get things going. Lane Kiffin, uh, given an interview to Sports Illustrated, and it was, was put into context after I set it up. Lane Kiffin giving an interview to Sports Illustrated saying that Bryce Young should have entered the transfer portal. Why? To maximize his NIL opportunities. Not that he should have left Alabama, because we all know you go to the portal, you can come back. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but you should... He, uh, Lane Kiffin saying he should have gone into the transfer portal to maximize his NIL opportunities. We all know that Bryce Young was not NFL draft eligible this past spring. He uh, probably would have been taken ahead of every quarterback that was selected. I'm sorry, Kenny Smallhands Pickett. You would have been drafted behind Bryce Young if Bryce Young was was draft eligible. But Bryce Young was not draft eligible. Thank the Lord and praise God and roll tide for you and me. Uh, we get to keep Bryce Young for one more season and see his magnificent on display uh, for another year in Bryant Denny Stadium, but uh, due to the NFL rules, he was not draft eligible. He wasn't. He didn't challenge them like Maurice Claret did, uh, the old the prior Ohio State running back. Uh, so Nate Lane Kiffin is suggesting that the proper move would have been to. Uh, would have been to enter the transfer portal to leverage Alabama, leverage Alabama against other schools, uh, and maximize his NIL value. Now, Lane Kiffin, uh, first off, don't talk about our quarterback. Don't talk about our quarterback. You, you got your own, you got your own quarterbacks to worry about. You got your own players to worry about. Uh, but here, the the context is, and the interesting context is that you know he likely gave this interview to Sports Illustrated a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and it's just interesting timing that has come out now after the Jimbo Fisher Lane Kiffin saga that has continued to unfold and will un- continue to unfold, uh, into next week's meeting, spring meetings with in Destin, Florida. Uh, so this interview, it was given prior, was likely very likely given prior to all the Jimbo Fisher and Lane Kiffin, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban dust up. 
Uh, but it's very interesting, and it presents a it presents a you know an interesting paradigm with with, uh, with Bryce Young. Who who would have paid how much money for Bryce Young? I know that on threes uh, on on threes nil valuation values Bryce Young at three million dollars. Uh, it's saying that that's about what he's worth, and and I think that's about right for for college quarterback every kind of what he's providing in Alabama Alabama football. Uh, he's he's the most he's the most valuable player on the team or the second most valuable player on the team, depending on how you look at Will Anderson and value defensive end over quarterback. They're both the top guys on each side of the, each side of the ball. So depends on if you're an offense guy or a defense guy, do you value the quarterback or the defensive end uh, more? But $3 million seems about right. Uh, but we all know the desperation in college football. If Bryce Young had gone into the transfer portal and said, I'm going to the highest bidder, kind of like Jordan Addison did at Pittsburgh, if I'm going to the highest bidder, who can pay me what? What would Texas A&M have paid for one year, Bryce Young? What would the University of Miami, that's my my main candidate, the University of Miami uh, have paid for one year, Bryce Young? Now, USC is set with their guy, Caleb Williams. Uh, he came with, he came with uh, uh, Lincoln Riley, but... No, let's be honest. Bryce Young definitely better than Caleb Williams. He uh, he's uh, he's a whole head and shoulders above Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams is a is a fine player, uh, but Bryce Young definitely better than them. What would they have paid? It probably they probably wouldn't have paid as much because you know they know oh we've got Caleb Williams. We don't need him as badly. But University of Miami, University of Tennessee, you got you got Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, but that, so that's that's you know that maybe takes them out of the race a little bit. Would it, would Lane Kiffin have said well, you get my salary this year, Bryce Young? I will pay pay you my you know I'll funnel my salary through an Ole Miss uh, Ole Miss what is a collective you know they probably got a collective called the Grove <laughs> something fancy like that. What would what, what would Lane Kiffin have done to get his hands on Bryce Young for one year? Uh, do do you, do you see him with with Billy Napier to getting rid of Anthony Richardson down at Florida? Like what, what what what? How would that have played out? I think the University of Miami would have presented a huge competition for Alabama. But let's let's all uh, kind of step back a little bit. We all know Bryce Young, good guy. Bryce Young, dedicated. Bryce Young, loyal. Bryce Young uh, seems like the kind of guy who is just uh, who. Uh, is a man of his word and, and and really is not about that uh flashy you know high flash high you know high money chase the money kind of guy. Uh, I, Nick Saban, we remember last year said that he made over a million dollars before taking a snap here a snap here at the Capstone, and that's awesome. But uh but Bry, but Bryce Young, how much money would he have been offered for from other schools trying to get that, get him away from uh get him away from at, at the Alabama Crimson Tide now. Martin Houston this morning, and I talked about it just a little bit, and he, and Martin wondered if it was going to be a trend in college football. And Ryan Fowler's been wondering and, and suggesting, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the end. This is going to be ruining college football. We're going to be buying players off of other teams' rosters. And we did sort of see that with Pittsburgh, with Pittsburgh's Jordan Addison going out to USC and let's all be honest. Let's all let's all put put that under the microscope. Jordan Addison uh, was not even in the transfer portal yet when when we all heard, oh, he might be going to the transfer portal, and he might be going to USC, and he might be going to USC for a three million dollar NIL deal. And it was a couple of days later that he did end up in the transfer portal. And Jordan Addison played the game. Give, give him some credit. Jordan Addison played the game. Oh, Texas, I'm interested in you. Oh, Alabama, I'm interested in you. Oh, USC, I'm interested in you. You know, he played the game. He he he, he 
did the dance for the optics. He did the official visit at Texas, and he, he he threw he you know he threw passes with Bryce Young, this that and the other. But ultimately, he ended up at USC just like the original news said. Was Lincoln Riley suggesting, hey, you you do this dog and pony show parade just to make sure make sure that uh, make sure that Pat Narduzzi didn't come kick my ass because I just but paid you three million dollars? Uh, I, I kind of think it was. I think it was just a dog and pony show just to get him back, just to get him at USC, and just to give Lincoln Riley some plausible deniability. Uh, plausible, like, oh no, I didn't straight up buy him off the off of uh, the Pittsburgh roster. We did we didn't do that. Uh, now I think the Jordan Addison situation is going to be few and far between. And so and so to answer, you know, Ryan Fowler's hypothetical, oh, this is going to ruin college football. Oh, what are we going to do? You know, this, that, and the other. And and you know, Martin Houston asking if it's going to be a trend. I don't think it's going to be a trend in college football. However, I think that Martin made a great point this morning, th- saying when you look at the Jordan Addison situation, he went to a bigger, more high-profile school. Uh, and, and he, he said it's not going to happen to Alabama. It's not going to happen to Bryce Young. It's not going to happen to Will Anderson and, and the like. Because why would you leave Alabama? What's what's the what's the advantage? What's the advantage of leaving Alabama if you're one of the starters and you're making you know probably fair NIL money? What's the advantage uh, do you get? Because along with Alabama, you get all the other perks that Nick Saban's been selling for 15 years. Uh, direct pathway to the NFL. Uh, high level character development. High level academic de- development. Uh, you know, training to, to to you know to to train you how to become a, become a professional. All the things that you came to Alabama originally for are still going to be there. So, do you think it's going to be a trend in college football? Are you worried that it's going to ruin the game? I hate when people say that. I absolutely hate. It's going to ruin the game. Tell me, let me tell you this. No matter what happens to the game in four, ten, fifteen, twenty years, you. Your sons, me, my sons, we're all going to be watching Alabama football on Saturdays. And we're going to say roll tide, and they're going to be taking on Auburn, they're going to be taking on Tennessee, LSUs, and the like, and we're still going to be playing college football. And we're all going to watch it. You know, the forward pass is going to ruin the game. It's going to ruin the game. And now we love the forward pass. Oh, the RPO, it's going to ruin the game. Oh, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, we can't let freshmen play. You remember you remember when freshmen weren't allowed to play in their first seasons in college athletics. You know, Lou Alcindor sitting at UCLA and uh, – we, we we remember we remember the uh, the Sam Cunningham story. You know the freshmen you can't let them play. Like college sports and college athletics has gone un, has undertaken changes uh, many 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 times many times and and you always get the people. It's going to ruin the sport. It's going to ruin the game. No, it's not. Uh, the, the the game will just change, but we'll all continue to watch it. And let's be honest, the game is more popular today uh, than it really ever has been. Uh, we're going to take our break right here because usually usually my man Jacob Harrison uh, t- talks to Joey Blackwell on Thursdays, and we will catch up with Joey Blackwell. I'll ask him about his thoughts about Lane Kiffin uh, making those comments. I haven't really talked to him. I know that Jacob talked to him last week about the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about you know his reaction. If he's going down to Destin, I know he's going to be all over Bama Central, uh, Bama Central's coverage of Alabama baseball in the postseason, and if the Tide continues to win, then they're going to continue to play uh so we're going to take our break right here mason when we come back we'll be joined by our friend joey blackwell of bama central right here on off the edge on tide 100.9 this is the home of alabama crimson tide sports covid19 has disrupted our lives but it won't have the last word we will across alabama 
Thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today 76, the low tonight 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Off the Edge on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for live streams and instant analysis. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues. Welcome back into Off the Edge on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. show is proudly presented by Alabama Vintage. Joe Gaither, my friend Mason Woods, Nathan Reed all hanging out with you guys for next hour, setting up the Jay Barker show coming on at noon. Jay Barker will be joined by Chris Stewart, Alabama play-by-play, uh, Alabama play-by-play man for, for Crimson Tide Sports Network. He's been all over the Alabama baseball action this week. And uh, to, to, to kind of continue that theme, we'll be joined by our friend Joey Blackwell. Joey Blackwell, Alabama beat reporter for Bama Central. You can find him on Twitter at Blackwell Sports. My friend Joey, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well, Mr. Gaither. How about yourself? Oh, I'm having I'm having a good day so far. I want to know, you know, are your rain boots worn out from this week up in Hoover? <laughs> Absolutely, they were they they're waterlogged from the past couple of days, but fortunately have that off day today and get to kind of sit at home and hopefully watch some other SEC baseball if these games ever get started. Well, I'm watching Alabama Arkansas right here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> Alabama's up four to one in the bottom of the fourth. What are you doing? You're not you're not working. <laughs> I must have missed the memo. <laughs> <laughs> no, the SEC Network is replaying Alabama's game yesterday because the Texas A&M and Florida game is still yet to get underway. And, Joey, I just want to ask you, in your in your time covering baseball, uh, you know, Alabama baseball getting to uh, back-to-back SEC tournaments, uh, I believe, for the first time since 2010-2011. Please correct me there. Uh, but uh, so, have you ever seen anything like this with the Alabama with the SEC tournament with their with their schedule getting so jacked up? Well, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys in the press box yesterday about how these rain delays have really only benefited Alabama so far. <laughs> Alabama's the one team that has benefited from it, and the reason I say that is because. And and the whole reason that it that, that that that's the case because they had that nine thirty game mm-hmm. on Tuesday. With that nine thirty game, they were the only they were the only team that had their game finished during during normal hours during the day. And then of course they you know yesterday having the second game, they were able to get that game in. So really, Alabama's the only team that's gotten uh, seemingly so far every single one of their games that they were supposed to have done in so far. Um, but you know it's. It, I, in all my years of covering Alabama baseball, no, I, I will answer your question with that. I, I haven't seen anything like this. Um, it begs the question of how they're going to get this tournament done before Selection Sunday, or Selection Monday at, at noon. Um, no doubt they'll get it done. They'll figure something out. But as of right now, it's, it's kind of turned into a, just a 
huge mess out here in Hoover for scheduling. Well, that's exa- that's the question that I've been having as well. It's like uh, they they have to figure out a way. Are they going to uh, make it a single elimination tournament? Are they going to find another field? I, 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 obviously, there's all kinds of options that are on the table. Uh, do do you have any insight, or what would you do if you were Greg Sankey in the con- in the conference uh the, the conference office, Joey Blackwell, the czar of baseball? What would you decide? <laughs> First things first, I think if I was to turn it into a single elimination tournament, I would have to have all of today's games finished first. And the reason I say that is because um, the SEC is not going to come out today with all the games that have to be played today and say they're going to turn it into a single elimination tournament when three-seed Arkansas was knocked out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be incredibly unfair to, to Arkansas and to just the tournament in general. Um, I know Alabama fans might shake their heads and say, well, Arkansas had their chance. They lost, but... At the same time, it, it, it just when when you have so it's much there's much more at stake than just this tournament. It's about seeding for for NCAA regionals. It, it means a lot more than just winning the SEC title this week. So, if all of today's games were completed, um, I think that would really set up a solid single elimination tournament between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but should that be the case, I I, I, I either find a second site. To play, where you could play games simultaneously. I know that the other site wouldn't be broadcast. Um, there's actually a field not too far from the Hoover Met that was just built a couple of years ago that's built to the same size, like identically the same size as the Hoover Met that they could play on. Now, that game wouldn't be broadcast, but they could still fit these games in moments where there's sunshine. And the good news is we're not supposed to have a lot of rain tomorrow through Sunday. So if they can just squeeze these games in today, I think we're going to be in a lot better shape um, heading into the weekend. There's nobody playing down here at the Joe. We, we can come come on, bring a, bring a game down here. We, we got we got TV wells, and we 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 can put them right. You know, put people in the press box. That'd be great. Uh, Salt Tide 100.9 uh, favorite Hunter Johnson advocating for that on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> and at first that maybe at first that maybe laughed, and I was like, well. You know, that's not actually a bad idea. At, at this point, like everything needs to be on the table. So, like, because we have to get it in. And and you talk about the the Arkansas games night. Well, they're in 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 real bad limbo because they're supposed to play the loser of this first game, A and M in Florida, that hasn't started yet. So I just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, let, let's 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 push the 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 logistics aside here. And I just want to talk. Uh, get your opinion. You've been covering the team all year. Uh, the mo- kind of momentum that they've built really in the last week and change uh taking down arkansas three out of four times when obviously winning the home series here uh in tuscaloosa over the weekend and then beating georgia and arkansas back to back in hoover uh, is alabama playing its way into a regional i think they are um I, i've been saying this whole week um i was leading up to the tournament that alabama had to make it to friday to make a regional and yes they don't have the game today but they are making it to friday and, and at worst you know at, at worst there's there's their tournament's going to end Saturday at mm-hmm. worst. Um, I really like their odds right now. You know, they started at the start of the week at, as a next four out team. And then with the win over Georgia, they were um, first four out. And then with the win against Arkansas yesterday, they're actually projected as a free seed um, heading to face Oregon State um, out there in that regional. So um, I really like their odds. If they can pick up one more win, I think that really cements it. But as of right now, you know, even if they, if they lose the next two games, even if they're close, I still think they make it as of right now. 
talking to Joey Blackwell at Blackwell Sports, beat writer for Bama Central, covering all things Alabama, but specifically baseball during the spring season. Uh, Joey, I want to get your opinion on the way that Alabama used its bullpen yesterday against the Arkansas Razorbacks. I think we've uh, been kind of hearing a theme from fans and and people going to close, you know, watching the program that Alabama may have not may not have been using its bullpen as effectively or as uh, in the manner that people would have liked throughout the season. Alabama losing several leads uh, during the year, but yesterday bringing in a handful of pitchers and and and, and really uh, having a quick hook on on some of these pitchers. I uh, just want to get your opinion on on the use of the bullpen and then the performance for uh, Antoine John. Well, you know, yesterday I thought that it was one of Coach Jason Jackson, JJ. I thought it was one of JJ's best coaching games for making pitching substitutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that he brought in Leger at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, didn't let because that game was starting to slip from McNary, and um, he, he 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 you know he beat it to the punch. Whereas Alabama, this entire season, one of their issues they leave pitchers in too long. Um, and I thought that I thought Lejay going in there was was perfect. Green taking it from him, and then John, of course, having was only giving up one hit in two innings. I thought they kept John in a little bit too long, and I remember saying as such to a couple of guys in the press box. But <clears throat> uh, JJ proved me wrong. He kept him in for the exact amount of time, and then you have Ray come in there and get that final swinging strikeout in the dirt to to win the game. And um, I, I was very impressed by Antoine John. Uh, you know, after a season that he's been hampered with injuries and hasn't really didn't play for the majority of the season, he's come back really, really strong. And this is exactly when Alabama's needed him. And I'd like to also give a shout out to Ben Hess um, oh. for his performance on Tuesday. I mean, he was just absolutely lights out, um, really outperformed with a, you know in, in a really high pressure situation after having to take over after the rain delay. And and having the same stat line except he had four point one inning pitch and he only gave up one hit um, to a ten strikeout. I think he had eight in a row at one point. So just really really impressive stuff from this Alabama bullpen over the past couple of days. And with this day off, you know you still have you potentially could start Garrett McMillan tomorrow if you wanted to. They'll probably go with Grayson Hit, but they could start Mack if they wanted to. And they're going to have their entire bullpen rested today. So just you really like this pitching situation for Alabama heading into tomorrow. Yep, th- things have been you know falling into place for the Crimson Tide uh, at, le- at least for the last week and a half, and especially this week in Hoover. Uh, I want to get your opinion, conceptually speaking, uh, on the Alabama, on the approach to the tournament. I, we, we've heard a couple a couple different a uh, couple different fans saying, "Oh." You know, Arkansas's not trying at this at this point. Oh, some of these teams that are already well in the tournament are are, are not going all out to win these games. So Al- Alabama's you know two victories shouldn't count as much, or you know Alabama shouldn't have put themselves in this desperate position versus the teams that are already in. And and to that I say, you know, the, I I just think that at this point Alabama needs to do whatever it needs to do, and and not detract from uh for, for not not really care and detract from what these other programs are doing and their approach to the tournament do, do, do you have any is there any sort of luster lost on these two victories uh and then whatever the rest of the tournament will have because maybe some of these uh other teams are forward focused on regionals uh, regionals and the and, and the NCAA uh tournament well i definitely don't think that for georgia um Georgia coming in as a six seed, you know, the highest ranked seed that plays in a in a single elimination game to start the tournament. There's no way that they didn't want to advance. Sure. There's no way they didn't fight tooth and nail in that game. And they did. You know, they had a really good strong comeback effort that was that was stopped short. Um, 
I, I, I kind of throw that out the window when it comes to Georgia because there's no doubt they wanted to win that game because guess what? They lost that game and now they're home. You know, that's, that, that was it for them. Um, and the SC tournament is a great way to improve your, your, your seating. Um, any conference tournament is a great way to improve your seating heading into a re- you know, regional play. So I throw that out the window with Georgia. Arkansas, I'm a little bit more inclined to believe that, but I also just think it was a it was a situation where Alabama has just had Arkansas's number lately. You know, but like like you said to start the segment, Alabama's now bested them three times out of four games over the past week. Um, I thought that Arkansas was going to come out and you know, you know throwing punches just because no doubt you know they were supposed they were going to be a two seed in this tournament, and then of course Alabama kind of ruined that for them this past weekend, and they had to drop they dropped to a three seed and. Won the Western Division, so um, I, I don't think it's a for lack of trying. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, um, but I do believe that you know there's 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 no way that either Arkansas or Georgia was throwing any less effort than they normally would. I think this is just an Alabama team that's found its rhythm, that's red hot right now after so many weeks of falling apart. I think they've really come together around this tournament, and I'm really excited to see what they you know what they have in the bag for this weekend. Absolutely. We're talking to Joey Blackwell. Joey, you feeling okay, man? Has it been out in the rain the last two days? Yeah, you know, I had a, I had, no, I had a really bad cold this past week, really bad, and uh, I'm still getting over some residual chest stuff. So. All right, no, <laughs> all right. just to check in on you. Don't, don't let Chris Walsh uh, kill you throwing, out, throwing you out there in the rain. I'm good. I'm good. All right, that's good. Uh, Joey, Joey, we opened the segment talking about, or we opened the show talking about Lane Kiffin and his comments uh, to probably one of your to one of your buddies here at Sports Illustrated, talking that saying that Bryce Young should have entered the transfer portal to leverage his NIL money. And uh, just on the surface, what what what? How do you react to to, to, to those comments? You know, I think right off the top, you know, I think that that would be a very strong business decision if you think about football from a business perspective and from a, you know, from a financial standpoint. But, you know, and a lot of players do do think about it that way. But I, I think that that doesn't necessarily apply to Bryce Young. I mean, the dude just won the Heisman Trophy and played in a national championship game for Alabama. So I hardly think that financial worry, is, you know, <laughs> worried about getting more money is on the top of his mind. He's definitely set up. You know, making you know, we still don't know exactly how much he made, but if if what everybody's been saying is true, he made over a million dollars last year. So I don't you know that necessarily applies to him, but I get the sentiment behind Lane Kiffin's comments on that. You know, I I do think that a lot more players are starting to see college football as a as a you know as a way to make money as a business rather than a way to you know improve standing and heading to the NFL before heading to the NFL. So I understand the sentiment behind that those comments, but I don't know if they necessarily apply to Bryce Young. And so I want to take that to a conceptual standpoint. My, my man Ryan Fowler in the afternoon uh, was playing the, oh, it's going to ruin college football. We're buying players off other rosters. We're going to encourage, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and, and I think that's overblown, personally. I think that, that, that you know, that's gonna, it's going to be few and far between. What, 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 do you th- what do you say to that? You know, I don't ultimately, um, with the way that it's set up right now, I, I, there, there's no questioning that it's going to impact the game. Well, you know, will it ruin it? No, I don't. I don't think it will ruin it, but I do think that there is a higher chance of ruining it with the way it's currently set up than if they, you know, if they don't go in and, and make some changes, make some rule changes, you know, put some guidelines in place. Um, because you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, Lane Kiffin said yesterday one of the one of the quotes that he brought up that um, I think makes the most sense was he's talking about how you know collectives now the way collectives work, it's basically 
stuff that was cheating three years ago is now being made legal. You just have these NIL collectives that are just making payments to players, which is not what NIL is supposed to be about. NIL is supposed to be you're getting paid for your name, image, and likeness, whether it be endorsing products or, or and the like. Whereas these collectives are simply, oh, you play football for you know Texas or Alabama or Ole Miss or whatever. Oh, you play football for them? Well, here's your check. You know, and that's not how things are supposed to be set up. Um, and it does also, you know, Link if alluded to this, which is something I've been saying for a while. You know, even if you don't use it directly in, in recruiting, it is something that is on the back of players' minds, and it's definitely a, a heavy tool. In, in helping players decide where they want to go. Well, you know, I'd probably get more playing time at X school, but I have a lot higher you know, chance of earning money at Y school, you know. And um, that's definitely a, a decision that players have to make now, even if it isn't, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of schools that are, you know, under the table, you know, touting that. But then there are a lot of schools that aren't, but players still have to make that decision regardless. So I don't think it's, you know, going to ruin the game. Um, but at the same time, there's no doubt that they're, you know, it made the, the world of college football a lot more intricate. Joey, digging into that a little bit more, it, 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 I've always thought of, you know, oh, paying the players. Uh, now, now, this is not, I agree, it's not name, image, and likeness. But it, when you go to Alabama, you are, uh, when, you go, when you go to any of these big schools, you're part of a program that's making a lot of money for that school. And whether you're the left end, you're the, you're the, you're the you know, end guard tackle of the, water, of the water on the end, or if you're Bryce Young, you're still putting in that work and you're basically, you know, a part of that valuation and a part of that, that money pole that's making money for the school. So what's the difference in, you know, what, what, how, how do you parse that between, okay, yeah, you're a freshman and you just signed your, you just signed your, uh, your, your, your letter of intent. You just signed on with Texas A&M. So here's your NIL deal. Doesn't that go hand in hand with, okay, okay here's what, you know, a percentage or a piece of the pie the, of the money that you're making for Texas A&M, even if you're not on the field or it's the same for Alabama or any of these large schools. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I, I, that, that little last bit. Sorry. My, my dog just climbed in my lap and threw my <laughs> No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, so all these large schools are, are making, all the football players at these larger schools are making money for the school. And, and you know, we all, we all know major college football, you know, it has been a big money, money, money maker for, for a lot of these, a lot of these universities. And so whether you're the in guard tackle, uh, you know, never, <laughs> never getting any playing time or whether you're the star quarterback, you know, shouldn't you be receiving a piece of that pie? I know that Nick Saban, you know, has been talking about, oh, name, image, and likeness is, you know, what you can earn. But isn't my name, image, and likeness, you know, the fact that I'm wearing number 63 for Alabama, even if you never see me, uh, doesn't that, isn't that worth something? Uh, so, so when people are talking about, oh, A&M's paying their players and they're paying recruits and they're paying guys who, you know, haven't even got on the field yet. Uh, you know, well, they're still doing that work. They're part of the program that makes a lot of money for the school. Shouldn't some of that funnel down to them? No, I, I believe it should. Um, you know, like you said, you know, the college football you know, institutions have made millions and billions of dollars really off of these players for, for years. But this money, um, in my, you know, this money isn't coming from the school. Is coming from boosters, and boosters can decide. It gives the boosters a lot of power because I can guarantee you that they're not paying the same money to that right, you know, to that tackle sure. that they're paying the starting quarterback. Um, and which you know goes back to NIL is not supposed to be paid based off of performance on the field. You know, you're not supposed to pay even if it is, you know, whether it's retroactively or ahead of the game. 
It's not supposed to be based off of performance, right? Um, it's supposed to be purely based off of recognition, name, image, and likeness, which you know, which is something that Nick Saban is, is you know, tr- has been harping on for a long time. These players are supposed to be paid strictly for NIL, not just because they show up, right? Um, so you know, I. It, it, it comes. It's, it's a sticky situation. Obviously, schools right now aren't paying players. That's not how it's supposed to be. They're paid through collectives. They're paid through endorsement deals, which is you know, which is you know, purely how it was supposed to be. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm very hesitant to you know for players to start receiving paychecks, whether it be from the schools or collectives, simply just for showing up. Um, because the schools already give them, you know, a decent admit. You know, you're getting a free education, you're getting room and board, you're getting, you know, books, you're getting um, stipends, um, you're getting scholarships, um, you're getting, um, you know, you, there, there's just a lot of a lot of things that student athletes benefit from from the school. So I don't think that burden is also on the school. Um, but I, I do believe that there does need to be change, and the players do need to, you know, receive more compensation. I just don't think it needs to come from the school directly. And, and and I agree with you that and the schools don't want that because they don't want to foot that bill. I, I I'm hearing you know I'm hearing Coach Saban talk about oh we need to you know have better regulations and guardrails, but the the regulations and guardrails uh, would just put a lot more a lot more responsibility on the schools. And I don't think the university compliance and I don't think the university's uh you know the budget really wants to deal with that. And, and, and so when you you know you you outsource you outsource some of those payments you outsource the economic impact onto your boosters i i think that's the the you know that's the way that it's going to be able to you know it, it, we've heard sustainable sustainable that's the way that you know you're going to be able to keep these universities operating at a normal level because the boosters are footing that bill my question is this you know if you, I, I agree with you you know outsourcing outsourcing these basically you know air quotes payments <laughs> uh, yes to to <laughs> To, to, to boosters definitely reduces a lot of the financial liability. But I'm, my, my, the question that I have for the future of college football and NIL is, does it reduce the, the infractions liability? You know, if something were to come about, would the school still be liable for these things happening under their eye, or will the boosters and the collective purely be responsible should they break rules and do things, you know, under the table or illegally? You know, so... Um, I, I, that, that has yet to be seen, um, if the school will be involved because technically, you know, it's, you know, for example, um, uh, rising tide, I think is Alabama's collective. It operates and it operates independently of the school, right? It's its own separate entity. Um, and so should they you know, ever be found, you know, you know, fingers crossed they don't, but should they ever be found, you know, be doing things illegally, you know, it, it raises the question, would Alabama also be in trouble for something that a separate entity did? So there's just a lot of things like that that make me you know, kind of scratch my head and, and, and make me, you know, call for more regulation and more rules to be put in place. I think that's a good, I think that's a good point. And, and that's going to be interesting to see how that, uh, how that might be determined or so. Joey, tell us, oh, t- tell us everybody about what you do. With, I open the show with a couple of rain jokes. What's your go-to rain delay activity? Go-to rain delay activity? Well, these past few days, um, you'll probably laugh at me, but I, my wife has gotten me heavily invested in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. So, uh, <laughs> 
So during these past couple of days, when they haven't been playing, I've been turning on the live stream and watching that. So I'll have something to talk to my wife you know, about when I get home. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of entertaining, a lot of entertaining lawyering, if that's a word, uh, going on there. <laughs> Yes, sir. But, you know, normally, you know, it's just goofing off. You know me. Anybody that knows me knows me. I'm the big goof. So that's pretty much what I do. Try to, you know, pull pranks on people and make just lighten the mood. That's my typical go to right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Joey, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Off the Edge today. Make, uh, let everybody know where they can find you and find the rest of the baseball coverage uh, with Bama Central. Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Black Wolf Sports. I post a lot of live updates, um, not just for Alabama, but for this whole tournament as a whole on there and then all my stories you can find on bamacentral.com of course i'll be back tomorrow through the weekend as long as alabama's playing i will be there and uh we got some great stuff coming up next week for sec meeting so uh, everybody stay tuned to bama central i appreciate you having me joe it's always a pleasure no problem joey i hope to see you tomorrow man absolutely sounds good man yes sir roll tide that's joey blackwell on off the edge Join us there, and man, what, 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 I love that guy, honestly. A uh, good friend and really, really great reporter. So uh, let's take a break right here, Mason. We'll come back. We'll finish it up and set everybody up for the Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on Tide100.9.com. Alabama up four to one in the bottom of the fifth. Got to hang on against Arkansas. Oh wait, that's not live. That is not live. Uh, Alabama winning yesterday, four to three against these Arkansas Razorbacks. Ooh, pig suey. I tried to have a little pork yesterday for dinner, uh, but the restaurant I went out, they, they, they were out, they were out of pulled pork. Uh, unfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, welcome back into Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither, Mason Woods. And Nathan Reed hanging out with you today, uh, talking Alabama baseball with Joey Blackwell. Got want to uh, thank him for giving us so much of his time. Very generous, uh, talking about Alabama football with Lane Kiffin and NIL, uh, and and that's really what I, what I think. You you have a very big mixture here. You have a mixture of philosophies. Uh, Nick Saban, Nick Saban's philosophy of oh, you need to earn it on the field. You need to earn it with your name, image, and likeness, uh, which I think is perfectly fair. There's nothing wrong with having that having that perspective. I think that's the way everything was set up, but you know. I think there's uh, the way it was set, the way it was intended, and the way it's become. The way it's become and becoming is basically you play for my school. My school is worth this much money on the field, and here's your piece of that pie. If you're coming to A and M, the same thing's going on at the University of Miami. All you got to do is read about 
this billionaire Ruiz and basically his philosophy. He's he said I'm signing NIL deals for anybody, anybody that is an athlete at at UM because you know because of how much money they're making for the school and and you know how much they're impacting my business. He's uh, cigarette racing and he's got a second business that they're doing commercials for and he thinks it's a good business venture for him. Uh, I I think that you've got a convolute, you've got a mixture here of, of philosophies of oh you know you come to Alabama what what was the Alabama what was the Alabama football budget last year was it over a hundred million dollars in, in in return uh, so like so these players need a need a piece of the pie and I know that Nick Saban uh, wants more control but here, here's the thing when when it comes to when it comes to uh, control you know if if you put the onus on the on the on the universities. Well, man, Nick Saban, your salary might get might 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 get cut. Your your budget for for uh, for facilities might get cut. Your you know different things might 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 have to go to foot the bill for these players. Would Nick Saban take a pay cut to stay competitive amidst the NIL? Yes, stuff? yes, because of all his other business, he, you know he he's he'd be doing more athletic commercials. He'd be doing more uh, Mercedes Benz dealerships. He'd be he'd be doing a lot more you know public speaking events, but yes he I, I bet you at this point with the money that Coach Saban's made now I'm not speaking for Coach Saban but I bet you he'd work for one dollar I, I I think that he loves the game he loves the program he loves staying competitive and the money that he's making is just a point of pride you know he's able to say come play for the highest paid coach in, in college football and and obviously it helps obviously it makes Miss Terry happy and, and and we want the Sabers to be very very comfortable I love, thank you thank you thank you for so, everything that you've done for the city of Tuscaloosa honestly you have been underpaid for over 15 years you have been underpaid for what you've done for the university and the city of Tuscaloosa thank you thank you thank you for that. Uh, but I just wonder uh, the, the difference, the different philosophies about NIL, and you know, if if you want it, to, if you want there to be more control, then uh, it might end up being, you know, the responsibility might be, end up being thrown onto the player, uh, onto the schools, and that might cause you know a problem for facilities for this and that and the other. Uh, let's head out. We've got a couple of minutes left, uh, and just and we'll find our friend Max on the Alabama Vintage Hotline. Max, what's going on, man? You're off the edge. What's up, Joe? It's good to talk to you, brother. Absolutely. How you doing today, sir? Uh, man, I'm doing okay. I'm sitting here on my lunch break, man. Um, What's for lunch? I, uh, do what? What's for lunch? Uh, my wife and I made uh, fried pork chops, mashed potatoes, uh, green beans, and um, uh, cream corn yesterday. Sounds so great. It's, 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 Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah, I was cooking my dad's Cajun fried pork chops, so. Sounds like a great meal. Uh, you know, save me some. I'll be there in an hour. Yeah, right on, brother. I got you. One. <laughs> Come on. What's on your mind today? Uh, what's on your mind today about NIL and, and Alabama football? Well, the, the NIL, dude. I, you know, I said it uh, several times. Uh, people, people are not listening to the words that Saban said. Uh, not that Saban wasn't wrong when he called out a certain school. But he wasn't necessarily saying they cheated, and he wasn't saying that saying they did anything wrong. He was just using them as examples for this is why we've got to fix this rule. And uh, people have taken that out of context, and Jimbo did especially because Jimbo was not saying. I mean, Nick Saban was not saying Jimbo cheated. He was just saying this is what Texas A and M was allowed to do because we have no rules with this NIL stuff, and this is not what it's supposed to be. Uh, Deion Sanders did not cheat, but this is what happened down there at Jackson State because 
they're allowing it. And we got to change this. And it, I don't know why people don't understand that. I, I, I agree that he wasn't re- he, he wasn't really saying anybody was cheating, 100%. Uh, but what's turned into, what, what NIL is turning into is these schools that are very wealthy uh, are basically saying, we've got the money to burn, so we're going we're gonna to pay our athletes. And wh- whether they're doing commercials or whether they're doing this, that, and the other, like whether they're earning it or not you know, on the field. Uh, and, and so it, it becomes a different philosophy. It becomes a differences of philosophies. How do you use NIL? How do you define NIL? Do you define it based on you're the Heisman Trophy winner? And if, and if so, obviously, here's all your NIL, Bryce Young. We love you. Uh, or do you define it as you just have to be an Alabama football player because Alabama football makes $100 million a year? Well, you, you know, you use the rules to the extent of the rule to betterment of the betterment of your program. So if you're allowed to do that, go do it. Because Saban pushes all the way to the edge of the rules to give us an advantage. So I can't blame Jimbo for doing what he was doing or, or Dion. And, and I think that's what Nick Saban was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But if we don't fix this, there's not going to be any parity. There's going to be teams that are going to stay on top and kill everybody and if they don't think that alabama can can kind of hang in there with everybody with money they're crazy because we can absolutely thanks so much max i hope you have a great day my friend that's it that's going to do it for off the edge we've got jay barker show coming up next did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis a washing your hands with soap and water as well as getting vaccinated is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis a one dose of the hepatitis a vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95 percent of those who receive it for more information on the hepatitis a outbreak in our state visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash imm sponsored by the alabama department of public health the aba and this station Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Showers and a few strong thunderstorms are likely across West Alabama this afternoon and this evening. The sky clearing late tonight. The high today 76, the low tonight 60. A dry day tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thank you for listening to the